Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Are you guys ready to roll? Are you ready to roll for crying out loud? Busy day. Let me tell you how to be part of the show. I should get tweets tonight like I'm a rock star giving away $100 bills. I mean, it should be twirling like a slot machine. It's stinking genius one. S-T-I-N-K-I-N. Genius. G-E-N-I-U-S. And the number one. But if that doesn't cut it for you, Frank, no, 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 no. Not tonight. Tonight I've got to do it the old-fashioned way. I've got to pick up the phone. I've got to dial this knucklehead. And I don't know how many calls we're going to be able to get to tonight. We're so busy. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369 if you want to go in and jump on in. Right to uh, some of the stuff that's still going on. Real quick, Missouri right now with a 50-17 to lead over Tennessee with about uh, less than five minutes left in the game. Yes, you heard me right. 50? Yes, 5-0. I know you're probably saying, this guy's got an accent. I, did he say 50? Yes. 
Half a hundred. They laid 50. On Tennessee, it is 50 to 17. I don't even know how Butch Jones is allowed to coach in the fourth quarter of this game. I would have said, let me escort you quietly from the stadium. You get a head start going back to your office, and you're going to clean it out. I never, I, I'm never one to say you got to fire somebody in the middle of the season. I'm never one to say you got to fire somebody at the end of the season uh, before the final game. I'll make an exception right now. Oh, my goodness. Remember the proud days of Tennessee? Remember the days of Philip Fulmer, which you've never been the same ever since, but remember those good old days? Oh, my. 50 to 17, less than five minutes left in that one. Oh, I can only imagine. Can you imagine the Tennessee faithful? I got to just get one Tennessee fan to go ahead and send me a tweet. Just, just, just let it out like I'm your therapist, like I'm Lucy from the Peanuts cartoon, and you're giving me a nickel. Stinkin' Genius one S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. I'm being serious. I can't see how they can bring him back after this game. You want to talk about a team that just rolled over. It looks like they rolled over. Uh, my eyeballs feel like I've looked up at the eclipse. You know how you're not supposed to look up at the eclipse because it could hurt your eyes? I, I, I basically did that by watching the Miami-Notre Dame game. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I am. I even have it on now, and every time I I glance over, I feel like my retinas are burning. I'll never get that time back in my life again. 27-0 at the half. Right now, 34-8 in favor of Miami. And the game not even as close as the 34-8 score indicates. You want to talk about a butt-kicking. Let me be the first to say this. Notre Dame, no playoffs for you. All right, let me let me start there. Notre Dame Irish, no playoffs for you. Thank you very much. It was a good run. Maybe next year. Not after an embarrassing loss like this, and I don't care if you played it at Coral Gables or if you played it on the moon. Embarrassing. Dominated from start to finish. And the game's not even over. They still got uh, most of the fourth quarter to go. Less than 12 minutes left in this one. And Miami with the ball. And they're driving again, too. Other scores still going on. Oklahoma and TCU. I'm surprised they put no points up in the third. But right now, Oklahoma leads it 38-14. What happened to that great TCU offense? This is why TCU's a fraud. This is why I'm dropping, and I'm going to give you my top, my dirty dozen later on, my top dozen uh, later on. This is why I've got to drop TCU all the way maybe down to number 12. You fraud, you. You frauds. Got to give credit for Oklahoma. Another big victory. If they hang on, who knows? 12-39 left in this one. 38-14. Oklahoma all over. Big bad TCU. And look, nothing against TCU. I'm kind of glad they lost. They would have had an easy road to that 14 playoff. And there's no way they deserve to be in that 14 playoff, okay? No way, no how. All right, let me get to some Pac-12 games here. Arizona State leading UCLA in case anybody cares. 21-17 in that one. They're still in the first half with about five minutes left there. My Wildcats with a 14-0 lead over Oregon State. They've just started the second. Other games, Air Force, Wyoming. Wyoming leading that one 7-0. Josh Allen uh, leading that team 5-6, 37 yards, 7-0 Wyoming. Uh, That game just starting the second. Colorado State 7-3 over Boise. That's still in the first. All right, so that's all the stuff still going on now 
in college football. Now, earlier today, oh my, number one Georgia goes down, and they go down hard. I was, I felt so bad for them, I started to shake. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on with Georgia? And don't tell me it was just a bad day. You want to talk about being dominated from start to finish. That's exactly, exactly what happened to them. Oh my, Auburn was phenomenal. Offensively, defensively, special teams, every which way. They win it 40-17, to 17, and guess what? The game wasn't even as close as the 40-17 to 17 score indicated there. At one point, it was 40-10. to 10. I mean, they were just blitzing them. If they started the game over, it might even have been worse. That's how much Auburn had their number today. It was, it was like Georgia wasn't even ready for this game. And I know going on the road, always tough to play in Auburn and Tumor's Corner and all that stuff out there. But when you lose 40-17, to 17, what am I supposed to be doing with Georgia now? What am I supposed to do with TCU now? Am I still supposed to let them hang around in the top 10 or top 12 so they can get back in that 14 playoff? Or do I got to drop them down below all the big boys out there? I mean, it was embarrassing. I can't, and I know it's only your first loss. And maybe I shouldn't punish them as hard as I feel like I'm going to punish them. But I dropped Georgia outside my top seven. I don't know if it's worthy. I don't know if I should have been, but it's fresh in my mind right now. I can't wait to see what the BCS is going to look like and how this whole thing is a chaos out there. Clemson, and by the way, they went 31-14, and that game was actually closer than the 31-14 score indicated there. It was actually 17 nothing at the half, and Clemson should have put this game away in the first half. But they let Florida State hang around. Next thing you know, it was 17-14 in the fourth quarter. And Florida State had gotten a turnover, and they had the ball before they turned over the ball back. Uh, Clemson gets two late touchdowns, 31-14. Florida State hung around. Clemson doesn't impress me. They don't. They would lose to about any top five, six, seven team out there, right? They would lose to Alabama. Uh, Clemson would lose to Oklahoma. Clemson would lose to probably Wisconsin. That'd be their easiest game. That'd be their best chance for a win out there. Uh, they'd probably lose to Miami. I, I, I just don't like them. I just don't like them. We'll see what happens there. Wisconsin, I was hoping they were going to lose. I, don't take it personally, Wisconsin fans. But when you play that cupcake schedule that you do, I, I've got to pull against you. All right? You're not America's darling when you schedule three cupcakes and you have the easiest uh, conference schedule I've seen in years in the history of Wisconsin football. Uh, you get the victory today, 38-14. Wisconsin going to climb as much as I wanted to keep them down. I couldn't. Everybody else started losing. So Wisconsin's going to get the benefit. They clobbered Iowa. This game also was 17-14 at one point. And then Wisconsin flexed their muscles, and they pulled away late in that one. So they went at 38-14, and that USC continues. Watch out for USC. Watch out for them. I thought they were dead and gone. They get a big victory, 38-24. They win the South half of the Pac-12. I don't even know. Who are they going to play? Stanford, Washington? I don't even have any idea. USC could be one of those teams that sneaks into the four-team playoff. I'm curious to see how that plays off. And, and a couple of the games I wanted to get to, how about what Ohio State did to Michigan State, 48-3. to Again, because it's fresh in my mind, I wanted to jump Ohio State all the way up as much as I could. I'm like, what an impressive victory. I keep looking at my top 12, and I'm like, I, I want to shuffle things around a little bit. 
I want to move things around. I'm not even sure I'm doing it right. I, I, I feel like a bias because everything's fresh in my mind. Penn State with an easy victory today. How about Oklahoma State with a comfort behind victory? Uh, winning it uh, 49-42. They had a big fourth quarter. Uh, Ohio St- Iowa State, excuse me, the real deal. I've got to give them all the credit in the world for having a big year. I know they're only 6-4 and 4-3 four and four and in the Big 12, but it's remarkable what they've done this year. It really has. And beating two top five teams, my hat's off to them. Oklahoma State had a battle here. That's actually a good victory, a real good victory by the Oklahoma State Cowboys there. Virginia Tech loses, ranked 17th. They go down to Georgia Tech, they lose in that one. So that's pretty much all the big games out there. If you want, And I can see my Twitter just exploding. So if you want to go ahead and send me a tweet, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius G and I U S and the number one, and I'm going to get to as many tweets as possible. So you tell me what you thought of exactly what. And I, I can see that the Tennessee fans are coming out of the woodworks. Stinking genius! You're not going to get Tennessee fans to come out, uh, but there are plenty of Missouri fans here. Yeah, well, uh, slow down. I don't know what you're so happy about, weren't you? Sub 500 coming into this thing, so so relax. Uh, people taking shots at Rocky Mountain down. Um. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to have to go through this before I just read them off the cuff. A lot of words here. Uh, A few Tennessee fans getting in that I don't think I can read on the air. So I'll go ahead and wait on on a few of them. And, of course, people sending me pictures of Rudy because of of what's going on with Notre Dame. And I know one of our bosses, uh, AZ, is a big Notre Dame fan. So I'll I'll try to keep it mostly nice, but but it's kind of hard with the way they were dominated today, especially this game was over at halftime. I mean, I had a better chance of dating supermodels before Miami was going to come back and win this game. They were down 27 nothing. Oh, what's wrong? Raider Ryan's here, back from like a three-month vacation. Actually, I quit, and the company begged me to come back. So because that's of, why I'm here. You were upset because my Dodgers lost? Yeah, first of all, I told you, don't root for my Dodgers, Arnie, because you're the kiss of death. I am the kiss of death. That is why now I've decided to root for all of Raider Ryan's teams, the Dodgers, the Raiders. You know, every team you like is the team I'm going to like now. Put the kiss of death on them. So uh, who be you rooting for when my Raiders destroyed your Dolphins? <laughs> now that's, I hear you laughing in the background. <laughs> that's not even funny. That's not even funny. I was watching that game and I was wondering what the show was going to be like. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, let me tell you something. It, that destroyed me too. But that was a chance for the Dolphins to, you know, make a make a run at the playoffs. For crying out loud. <laughs> Yeah, what, what, what are you like? The crazy, the, cra- the crazy thing was Jay Cutler actually looked like a functional quarterback in that game, which was stunning to me. No, you know, you know what the funny thing is? My best team is the New York Knicks. That that that's my best team. So <laughs> your best yeah, team is the New York Giants. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, thank you for that. The Giants. I'm an Eagles fan. What are you talking about, Eagles, man? Dude, how you, about you oh, just stop. Cur- how, you, you, you just cursed the Eagles. No, no. How about how about when I did the kiss of death on the Kansas City Chiefs and said I was a Chiefs fan, and they go out and they're one and three in their last four, and people are sending me tweets like, "Stop it." We should copyright that nickname for you, Arnie. Arnie yeah. Spanier, kiss of death. Kiss of death. K O D. Yeah, my Eagles. Let's see what happens there. All right, we're going to come back. We do have a lot to get to. It is a busy show. We'll keep you updated on the game. Kevin McGuire, contributor for College Football Talk at NBC Sports. 
come on by. Let's make sense of what's going on. How far do some of the teams move up? Which ones go plummeting down? All that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? Oh, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Real quick, this is one tweet that came in said, Arnie, talking about uh, Tennessee and uh, Butch Jones. He's made the Tennessee program a national embarrassment, and this is coming from a Vols fan who's also a lifelong Browns fan. I, I, wow. You you root for worse teams than I root for. I didn't think that was possible, but I, but I, I guess it's possible. So I, I feel bad for you. I, I think I'd stop having a favorite football team and stick to whatever else you got. Matter of fact, let's go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Outline. Joining us now, contributor for College Football Talk and NBC Sports. Uh, also, you could tweet him at Kevin on CFB. It's Kevin McGuire. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. How are you tonight? I'm, I'm doing better than that last tweeter that said he's a Browns fan and a like Tennessee it. fan. That, that, that's a rough draw right there. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start with let's start with Tennessee. Butch Jones, I look. I, I don't want to say, oh, how is he still coaching right now? I would run back on the plane. He does have to get fired, right? Like starting Monday or starting now. They've they, and I know that doesn't help, but it's not like they're going anywhere anyway. They've got to start the replacement and start it now, maybe for the recruits and and start getting a jump on everybody else. Yeah, you would think so, but the problem is, I've been feeling that way the last couple times they've taken a loss. So I mean, if they haven't made the change yet, I mean, I don't know how much is really going to change, even with this uh, decision that they had today. So, I mean, I think it's inevitable that a change is coming, and I do agree. I mean, if you're going to make a change, don't wait any longer. Get the job yeah. done. You know, you know, start start the process. Open up the job search uh, right away, uh, and just make it clear that you're heading in a new direction. You don't know what that direction is going to be just yet, but you obviously have to change something up because Butch Jones just is not getting the job done there. No, absolutely. All right, let's go to the more significant teams. Georgia, number one in the country. They were down 40 to 10 to get the, oh, by the way, touchdown. They were embarrassed. Now, I know it's fresh in my mind, but I mean, really, Auburn just pounded them in every which way possible. Uh, ran the ball, uh, you know, just uh, down their throats with with Johnson, had over like 160 yards uh, in carries. I just want to know now, how far do we drop Georgia? What did that game say to you? And do we punish them too much, or do we just say it's one loss to a very good team on the road? Yeah, I can understand the argument to not drop them too far, because it was a road loss against a really good Auburn team, but you lost by 23, and you probably you were down by 30 for a good chunk right. of that game. So, I mean, I, I feel like uh, this was a bad loss for Georgia. And, you know, maybe they were due for a loss, but, I mean, to take one the way that they did today, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, I, I, they're not going to fall out of the top 10, obviously, because they lose to, on the road against the top 10 team. I can't support them dropping that far. But this is going to be interesting to see where they fall. I, first of all, I'll be curious to see how the, the AP voters and the coaches poll go uh, tomorrow. But, of course, we're just mostly concerned about what this playoff committee is going to do. So, you know, it's a it's a wild guess right now. Uh, I think that you know, they're probably going to fall on the outside of the top five because now you look at their uh, oh easy falling into the conversation yeah. easily. I mean, they're, yeah. they're falling into the conversation of the the top one loss teams. You know, you know, man, and they still got a win against Notre Dame. But how good does that look tonight? You know, and Ohio so, Ohio State may pass them up with the two losses. Talk about that. They they destroyed Iowa. So uh, you know, forty five. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, not what, excuse me, Wisconsin destroyed Iowa, thirty-eight fourteen. So what are we doing yeah. with Wisconsin now? They're undefeated. I, they they've played the easiest schedule in the world. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Iowa's going to have their opportunities here these last couple of weeks. So they got Michigan, the, probably have Ohio State in the title game. But, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin's doing what they have to do. Uh, and you look at the game today, they didn't play a great game offensively. It was this defense that's just been getting the job done. But, you know, Wisconsin's undefeated. I'm going to be very curious to see how they're, re- they're treated. I do think that this committee is going to give them a little bit more respect this week, especially in light of, you know, Georgia taking a loss, too. So I think that that mixes things up a little bit. You know, I, th- I think you can only keep that w- an undefeated Wisconsin team down for so long uh, before you know, things start to come together in favor of Wisconsin. Still a lot of work to do, but, uh, you know, this is a good week for Wisconsin to have the kind of performance they did uh, defensively. Uh, when Georgia's going down, you're going to see uh, TCU potentially go down here soon. So, you know, this, and, and obviously Notre Dame, too. So, you know, this, this is a good week for Wisconsin, I think. Yeah, well, I, I have Wisconsin at number five. I didn't put them ahead of Miami. I have them just out, but Ohio State was the game I was mentioning where they clobbered Michigan State 48-3. to um, I'm not so sure uh, it's going to go Georgia and or Ohio State. I'm not sure who's going to be ahead of each other, and I know with Ohio State with the two losses, it'd be interesting to see if Georgia's going to fall behind them. What do you think? I don't know if they'll drop that far. I mean, that's going to be a pretty – I mean, obviously Ohio State's going to be moving up a couple spots, but it's still, I think, going to be a sizable drop for uh, a Georgia team. You know, just just a week ago, Ohio State got smacked around too. So, I mean, it almost kind of evens out in the fact that this is just one loss on the road against a top-10 team might still favor Georgia significantly. So I don't think they'll drop that far. But, you know, Ohio State looked really good today. And, you know, that's what's kind of frustrating because if Ohio State plays like this uh, last week, they're certainly not losing. Uh, that, that's the kind of Ohio State team I kind of expected to see this season. And, you know, they, they let two games slip away from them. Kevin McGuire, uh, of course, contributor for College Football Talk at NBC Sports. Uh, Kevin, a team that may be sneaking into this whole thing is USC. They get a yeah. big victory. They win 38-24. They get the Pac-12 South. But they're going to get hurt because Washington loses to Stanford. It's going to be a ho-hum championship game that nobody's going to pay attention to. And I think USC uh, is going to get a raw deal because of that. Yeah, I mean, you look at where USC was staying, what were they, 11? Uh, again, a good week to put together a good game. They've looked really good since they got clobbered by Notre Dame a few weeks back. But, and that's why, you know, it's a shame, almost a shame because not a whole lot of people are paying attention to USC now. But, you know, you start to look at the picture, you know, two-loss team has never made the college football playoff yet. It's bound to happen oh, at some point in time. Yeah. You know, Auburn's been thinking about it right now. But, yeah, USC certainly kind of flying under the radar. They'll, they'll move up a couple spots here. They're, they're right in that conversation. Uh, do they have enough to make a late push? We'll see. But if they're playing the way that they did today in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, they're not out of this by any stretch of the imagination. All right, Miami, fans, this year. Miami fans are screaming at the radio. They're beating Notre Dame 41-8. to They're beating them like a drum for crying out loud. How far is Notre Dame going to drop? Probably, I mean, they're going to get the Georgia treatment probably. And Miami, who I wasn't convinced about, really is teaching me a lesson. Uh, how far yeah. They may be the fourth team in this uh, four-team playoff system. Yeah, I think for Miami, I think you have to have them in the top four, at least in your conversation right now. There's no doubt about that. You know, they've, you know, they didn't ha- they didn't look real impressive for the first half of the season, but you know, last week against Virginia Tech, this week against Notre Dame, Miami is showing that they are legitimate right here. Uh, so that this is a team you have to take seriously right now. And if you're Notre Dame, you know, this is a bad week to be losing by this kind of a margin yeah. against Miami because the, the only other team <laughs> the only team that you had lost to before that also got clobbered today. So it's yeah. not a good day to be Notre Dame. So yeah, they 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 should be falling pretty significantly down to eight and two. You know, they're going to fall behind a, a good number of teams, I would think. What, what about Oklahoma? What am I, I, I totally forgot about Oklahoma. I mean, they're beating TCU 38-20. They were number five. I expect TCU to drop like a sieve. What, what am I going to do about Oklahoma? 
I would have Oklahoma in the top four. Well, yeah, they're number two. I probably they're like they're number two. I would think. Uh, yeah, from the playoff committee, yeah, probably. Uh, you know, well, maybe Miami's going to stay ahead of them. I don't know uh, how this committee's going to eva- reevaluate things this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought Oklahoma should have been in the top four the last couple of weeks anyway, ahead of Clemson. So you know, the way yeah. that you know, Clemson hasn't really looked all that great, but they're still pretty good. But Oklahoma, I think, just looks better. And Baker Mayfield, I think, you can give him the Heisman Trophy right now. So Ooh. I think Oklahoma's sitting in a real good spot. Real good. Spot. Uh, I appreciate it. Good job, Kevin McGuire, contributor for College Football Talk at NBC Sports. You could also tweet him at Kevin on CFB. Appreciate it, my friend. Got to do it again. I can't wait to see how the rest of the season plays out. We'll speak to you later on. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Take care, my friend. Kevin McGuire, everybody. Uh, wow. Look what's going on. And I was, I was talking about the Miami-Notre Dame game. I have Oklahoma number two in my top 12. Uh, I, I put them ahead of Clemson. I always thought they should have been ahead of Clemson. Uh, and, and I think them beating TCU the way they are really proves that they're the better team. Right now. It would be interesting to see if Wisconsin is going to be on the, on the outside looking in. You can't have both. You can't have Miami and Wisconsin. Somebody's going to be on the outside looking in. And Auburn, even with their two losses, you know they're right there, which is absolutely crazy because we are going to get the two-loss team in this thing, and it's going to be Auburn. What bothers me is we came up with this system to have a college football playoff. And we're having a college football playoff, and you're going to tell me there's only five major conferences and the Pac-12 will not have a representative? Is that the way it's going to work? And if Oklahoma loses, the Big 12 won't have a representative. So you could throw them out the window also. Uh, There was a good chance that Georgia, if they get back in this thing, that Georgia and Alabama, they'll have two teams from the SEC, maybe a Miami, maybe a Clemson, and or Wisconsin. If Wisconsin drops out, they might not get a team in from the Big 10 also. That's why the system's flawed. That's why we've got to increase it to eight. You've got to have an invite from the five majors and three at large. You have to do something like that. It's the, otherwise, you're just killing, you're killing the whole purpose of a playoff when you're not having uh, the, the other teams from the major conferences. All right, uh, I will get to the late games. The Sagers going to get you caught up because this Miami game's almost done. Uh, it, it, they're just destroying them, and I'm telling you, it's burning my retinas. What's going on with that game, DeSager? What's happening out there? Well, mercifully, under two minutes to go at Miami. Thank goodness. So, soon to be higher than seventh-ranked Miami Hurricanes, leading 41-8 over the Irish of Notre Dame. It was 27 nothing at the half, three interceptions for Miami's defense. So that turnover chain was getting a workout. Meanwhile, on Fox TV, three minutes left in the game at number five, Oklahoma, 38-20, the lead over number six, TCU. It was 38-14 at halftime against a normally great TCU defense. In fact, TCU had allowed only 27 points total in its previous four games and (laughs) gave up 38 in the first half of this one. We were looking at a chance of the top three teams all losing today because number one, Georgia, lost badly at number 10 ranked Auburn, 40-17. to Notre Dame, of course, number three is losing badly tonight. Number two, Alabama was losing but got two fourth quarter touchdowns to win 31-24. That's Mississippi State's fault. I'll get into that, man. They blew the, like, the last couple of minutes of that game. They really did. Mississippi State ranked 16th this week. Bama got a touchdown pass with under 30 seconds left. It was earlier the first time that a Nick Saban Alabama team had allowed three rushing touchdowns yeah, in the I same that, game. Yeah. Bama does wind up winning it. By the way, according to the stats passed along, and I've seen the list, the only time that the top three ranked teams 
all lost on the same day was New Year's 1966. And that included UCLA's upset of number one Michigan State, which had Bubba Smith back. I was going to guess 1966. <laughs> yeah, you would be yeah, correct, that was my guess. Mr. Jeopardy. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, the Tennessee loss and their 0-6 in conference. They lost 50-17 to at Missouri. That's pretty good. For Mizzou, Ish Witter had 216 yards rushing and an early touchdown. <laughs> Your Wildcats of Arizona yeah. leading as we approach halftime, 28 nothing over Oregon State. Arizona star quarterback Lil Tate had over 100 yards rushing in the first quarter of Flexing that game. Flexing our muscle. And Army wins again. Beat Duke. Army is 8-2. and two. First time it's been 8-2 and two after 10 games of a season since 1996. That was when Bob Sutton coached them. Sutton now an NFL coordinator. I, oh, I thought you were going to say the won the Heisman or something like that. <laughs> and did you hear the score in uh, college basketball, the opener for Appalachian State today? I heard you bringing it up earlier. Go ahead. The final score was 135-34. to 34. Yeah. They beat Tokoa Falls of Georgia. I don't know what gentlemen. that is. I've never heard of that school. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I think I could play for them still at 54. It's like an NAIA equivalent. Let's just put well, it at good that. Good for them. And, what would they do against Duke? I, I'm wondering. Well, I've seen the Appalachian State uh, schedule, and they're going to have to actually play some non conference real teams like Iowa State, Ohio State oh, good. over no, the I next month. They're not going to be winning by 101 against those. I'm by guessing. the way, I got a big upset that you should give the score for. You haven't given it yet. Okay. Uh, Vermont over Kentucky. Oh, in tomorrow. College basketball tomorrow. You know, Kentucky was down at home in the no, opener. The Utah Valley. Utah Valley. Yes. And it is now a final at the University of Miami. Oh, thank goodness. Hurricanes. Got hurt. Hurricanes, 41-8 over Notre oh, Dame. Sure wow. a lot of we, people got hurt. We uh, did have this segment sponsored by True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. Newer used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to you. All right. We'll hear from the Sager in a little bit more uh, going through all the late games as we come to you live. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. Remember, the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Mississippi State uh, had Alabama on the ropes. They had a seven-point lead. Alabama had the ball. I can't remember, guys, if it was third and 15 and they had picked up the first down. They had called the timeout right before then. And then um, Alabama ends up tying it up. And then they get the ball back. Like with 35 or 50 seconds left, they drive down. I don't know how they got a touchdown. Mississippi State blitzing everybody in the kitchen sink for whatever reason. And, of course, Alabama just gives a dump off. And the guy's running down the sideline. It's, 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 it's absolutely amazing. I mean, they really blew the last couple of minutes of that game. Alabama got off very lucky, but that's why they're the number one team in the country. That, that's why they show how they can go ahead and win on the road, even when they're down by a touchdown, or even when they get down early, 7 nothing, and the momentum's completely against them. That's why Saban is the best coach in college football, because he has his teams prepared. They knew what they have to do. They never panicked, even when the game got late. Third and 15, they picked up the first. That's why Alabama was really the number one team in the country. It was, it was never, it was never Georgia. If, if Alabama, or when they play Georgia, you'll, you'll see what's going to happen. You, you thought it was ugly today. I expect the same thing that Alabama is going to do to Georgia 
uh, if and when they play. So uh, that's my thoughts on that. If you want to send me a tweet, think of Genius One, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Uh, Panda Man tweets in, I hope that Stick of Genius and Plank weren't planning on talking anything but college football, specifically Georgia and Notre Dame losses, and the top five shakeup, LOL. Yeah, Plank's got to be happy. He's a Oklahoma guy. And uh, th- that was the big game. You know, it was Oklahoma TCU won. It was like an elimination game. Oklahoma, and that game's still going on. Oklahoma's leading 38-20. Can you believe if I would have told you that the Sooners would score no points in the second half, you would have said they got clobbered. I'd be looking for Plank's phone number right now and sending him all kinds of emojis, which would be getting him mad. Because remember when I did that to him last time, Raider Ryan? When the Raiders lost on a field goal? Who was that to? I can't remember who it was. I don't recall. Yes, you do. I don't remember. I, yeah, you did. You lost on a field goal, and I sent you guys emojis, and he started screaming at me because he. No, I don't remember me. that. No. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, you do. It's against the Chargers. Yeah, that's what it was. It was against the Chargers. That's who it was. And he got all mad at me. Well, yeah, he doesn't have to worry about that today. That's for sure. 38-20, all Oklahoma, and zero points in the second half. And they had 38 in the first half. It was 38-14. What happened to that TCU offense I've, I've been hearing so much about? It, you know, they're a lot like Oklahoma State, even though Oklahoma State got a victory today. When they go up against those uh, big defensive teams, they get shut down like crazy. That's exactly uh, what would happen here. So Oklahoma is going to go out to the big victory. And when I do my top uh, 10 or my top 12, uh, I'm going to have Oklahoma at number two. I jumped them ahead of Clemson. I look at that. Why do I even bother doing it later on when I keep telling you what I have in my top 12 for crying out loud? Matter of fact, give me a little music, Raider Ryan. Let me do it right now. How about that? Let me tell you who I have in my dirty dozen, my top 12 of college football. All right, number 12, I drop Washington all the way to number 12 for the loss to Stanford uh, from, uh, what, Friday. Number 11, I put TCU. Uh, you're embarrassing. You didn't lose as bad as a Notre Dame. You didn't lose as, uh, as bad as Georgia, but I still put you down at number 11. Number 10, I put Notre Dame. I still have you in the top 10. Feel lucky for that. Your loss today was embarrassing, 41-8. to I have Ohio State number 9, but I'm really thinking about moving them up to number 8 because I have Georgia at number 8. That might be a problem. But again, Georgia only with the one loss. I didn't want to penalize them too much. I have USC at number 7, and I'm thinking that might be a mistake there because I penalized Georgia and put them behind there. But I have USC at number 7. Auburn at number 6. So there's the team with the two losses that make, may, uh, may make it into the four-team playoff. Wisconsin at number five. Gosh, I hope they lose. I hope they lose somewhere along the line. Number four, Miami. And I didn't have a lot of confidence in them, so I got to give them all the credit in the world. What they did to Notre Dame, I didn't see that coming. Even if they won, I thought it was going to be on the last-second field goal. I didn't see this coming a million miles away. Number three, Clemson. I still think they'll get tripped up before the season's done. But I put them down at number three because I never thought they should deserve to be ahead of Oklahoma, who I have at number two. And, of course, Alabama at number one. There's my dirty dozen of college football. Um, Yeah, it was tough. I didn't know how far down I wanted to put Washington TCU. I think that's a pretty good, though. 
Uh, I think Notre Dame fans are going to be upset because I dropped them down way down. And I could see how Georgia fans would be upset with me dropping them all the way down to number eight. But that was horrible. Absolutely horrible uh, to see what they did today. I mean, you I don't want to say they rolled over because you're undefeated and you're the number one team. But like I said earlier, I, I never thought that if Georgia played Alabama when they do, that Georgia was the better team. Always thought that Alabama was the better team in that one. And Alabama's victory certainly was a tough one. Don't don't underestimate what they did on the road against a pretty good Mississippi State team, okay? Don't don't let that one just slide away because Mississippi State, a really, really good team, and they had gotten off to the 7-0 lead, and they had a 7-point lead late in the game also before Alabama rallied for two fourth-quarter touchdowns. So got to give them all the credit in the world. And as for Wisconsin, you know, like I said, this game was 17-14. I was never rooting for a team hard enough uh, like crazy like I was for Iowa. I'm like, man, can Iowa get some of that offense that they had from Ohio State not to be? It was all Wisconsin later on, 21-7 in the second half. Wisconsin, I think, is a fraud. I can't wait till they play one really, really strong team and see who comes out on top. And I know the Wisconsin fans aren't going to be happy about that. Matter of fact, when we get back, let's talk to DeSager, get you caught up in all the late games and all the news and notes going on. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. And that'll be it. The Raiders will beat the Miami Dolphins, snap a five-game losing streak against the Dolphins. They win it 27 to 24, and they take their record to four and five. All right, th- th- that's against sports etiquette. That, that, that's, that's against sports etiquette. You, you can't play something like that when your team is like sub-500. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more in car insurance. Hey, you can't play that when your team is, when your team is no good. You can't play hey, that. You know what? I just did. Now how you, you want to act. But you, but that, that's not sports etiquette. What do you? That's not being sports etiquette. You, you, can't and, do that. you and the word etiquette shouldn't be in the uh, same I know sentence. that, but you're, you're not allowed to play something when your team is just nasty. Nasty? We're in second place to AFC West. You can't do that when your second team is place. going nowhere. Second place, Arnie. Second place. Gosh. All right, let me go to DeSager. You see, that you guys don't have sports <laughs> etiquette back there, DeSager. This like will that. lead to the NFL notes. Uh, the Dolphins <laughs> did officially activate safety T.J. McDonald today after his eight-game suspension. We're going undefeated now. So, sure, yeah. They've placed tackle Juwan James on injury reserve. Dallas tackle Tyron Smith out this weekend with a groin injury. Bengals running back Jeremy Hill out for the year ankle injury. Ah. Cardinals quarterback Drew Stanton suffered a sprained knee Thursday night. Arizona yeah, is that. reportedly signing Matt Barkley now. And Colts quarterback and no, wait, wait, yes? wait, still no Kaepernick. Matt Barkley reportedly being signed for yeah. Arizona, he said, because <laughs> he knows the system. You know that's what yeah, they're going to say. Everybody yeah. knows the system. Has Kaepernick played some system that nobody else plays? <laughs> you can't figure it out, huh? Well, if Nevada needs a quarterback, perhaps. Yeah, there you go. Colts quarterback Andrew Luck is traveling to Europe for treatment on his throwing shoulder, according I to NFL I thought it was all Network. in his head. No, clearly not. It's, it's all in the shoulder. Let me tell you something. I would watch... Uh, Andrew Luck on TV talking to Dr. Phil, uh, if it's in his head. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be great? I, I, I get the impression be... Andrew Luck from Stanford is 10 times as intelligent and would wipe the floor with the, uh, Dr. Phil in that Wow, you're such a Dr. Phil hater. No, I'm not a hater. I'm just wow. saying Andrew Luck has always impressed me as one of the most intelligent football players around. 
Well, who said it was? He just head? can't he pass. He can't pass yeah. the ball now. That's all. Yeah. Uh, among the late college football games, Boise State is five and zero in the Mountain West, but getting killed tonight. It's only yeah. early second quarter at Colorado State. Rams twenty eight three over. Remember Boise when I called State. them a garbage team and they beat us in the bowl game? <laughs> yeah, um, it's I, never I saw, happened before. Yeah. I was looking at bowl projections and one of them had Arizona Boise State. I'm like, oh man, bring that garbage team one more time. You know, af- on them. after tonight, both teams will be seven and three. Apparently, no, I don't want to play that. I, I actually there was I thought there was a chance that Arizona could play Oklahoma, but I don't think that's possible. No. Hardly. Arizona is up oh, twenty eight. Thank you, DeSager. Well, hardly. You've seen Oklahoma. Arizona is up twenty eight nothing at the half against yeah. Oregon State and at UCLA. Josh Rosen back from the concussion, but a little rusty early. Apparently, early third quarter. Arizona State leads twenty one twenty at UCLA. As far as the NBA, the Cavaliers are up to six and seven on the year. They got a win at Dallas tonight. Of course, Dallas is two and eleven. Bulls are two and nine. What am I supposed to say about that? I mean, oh, relax. They'll be there in the Eastern Conference Finals. I go, yeah, but the show's mm. today. What am I supposed to say? They're like five and six, six, six and seven, seven now. now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I can't let that go by. I have to. I, you know, they, they look disgusting. Uh, yeah, LeBron is saying it's early. We're fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, sure. It's still six and seven. Bulls two and nine. They lost at San Antonio by thirty nine points tonight. That's pretty good. Uh, Lakers lost ninety eight ninety at Milwaukee, but Lonzo. Ball had a yes. triple double, the youngest, Lonzo. the youngest to do so in NBA history. Just a few days beating LeBron James' record, they were each age twenty. Uh, Lakers did lose Considering the game. Kobe came into the league at twelve. I thought he would have done it. You know? <laughs> not, not quite. No, Tonight it was 12. nineteen points, twelve rebounds for Ball, and thirteen assists. But again, in a loss. You're burying the lead. My Knicks won, and now they're in the playoffs. Kristaps Porz not quite in the playoffs. Kristaps yeah, Porzingis, thirty-four points. The Knicks are a whole seven and five after killing uh, I lowly Sacramento. I remember the Knicks when they drafted him. Like, like not it was just like the you. Worst Oh, it was the worst thing like in the history of the draft. Typical New Yorkers. Yeah. Rockets ten and three. They beat the Grizzlies. James Harden thirty eight points. Clippers record is five and seven. They lost at New Orleans tonight. Jamarcus Demarcus Cousins, New Orleans, thirty five points and fifteen rebounds. Uh, Jazz got a home win. Suns a home win. Atlanta Hawks are two and eleven. They lost at Washington, and they beat Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Golden State is ten and three after an yeah. easy win over the Seventy Sixers. And My uh, Warriors. While we talked about Lonzo Ball, his brother is still in China. Those three yeah, young like that. UCLA players. Well, they got left. The, the UCLA team played and won their opener last night yeah. and has flown to Los Angeles from China. Those three standing back, and ESPN had a source that says there's surveillance footage of the three players shoplifting from three stores inside a high-end retail center there. So this is not yet solved in China. Yeah, wait, is there, was there a report that one of the, that Georgia Tech was also accused of it or something Not like that, that I heard. Okay, all right, go ahead. Well, I just, I, I just, I, I, it's just terrible that, look, I, I think it's horrible what's going on there, but I can't believe that we left the kids there. And I'm going to say more about this next hour. Well, you're in a foreign government, a communist country, no less. It has yeah. not been resolved. One yeah. other basketball note. The Celtics have won 11 straight, but Kyrie Irving is doubtful for tomorrow against Toronto. The team says he has minor uh, facial fracture. And i got to mention the Georgia Tech game. They beat Virginia Tech in an upset 28-22. Georgia Tech had two long passes second half. Those were their only two completions in the whole game. What are they, Army? They failed. 
just about. I think Army attempted one pass today and one. Yeah. Georgia Tech was two for eight for 140 yards. Wow. All right. Thanks a lot, DeSager. Appreciate that. Wow. What a quick first hour. We're going to come back, reset, get a little, finish off some college football, get ready for the NFL uh, Sunday. Vegas Runner's going to join us. We'll take a look at which way the pros are going, which way the Joes are going. Stinking genius one. If you want to go and get on in, I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Wow, show just flying by today. Vegas Runner is going to join us in about 17 minutes from now. Which way the pros are going, which way the Joes are going, uh, which is the most bet game. All that's coming up in about uh, 17 minutes from now with Vegas Runner. You'll get my picks coming up at about 45 past the hour. Getting a lot of tweets. Don't worry. I see them. I'll get to them, especially the one from Brian who's ripping me, saying, what the hell's your problem with Wisconsin? I'll get to that in a second. Real quick, though, I just want to I want to just get uh, on a little side topic here. And I know we do a lot of college football and a little football here. But Angelo Ball and the other two young uh, players from UCLA, young men from UCLA uh, that are in China right now, I find it, I find it disgusting that we as Americans are sitting here and not doing anything to get those kids home. I want those kids home, and I don't care what they shoplifted, and I know what they did was wrong, so I'm not going to make excuses for them. But I'll be honest with you, I don't really care what they shoplifted. It's such a small thing, and don't send me a tweet about going to a foreign country and knowing better, because you're right. They shouldn't have shoplifted. You don't shoplift in China. You don't shoplift in the United States. But that being aside, I want the boys back. We will deal with them. They will get punished by UCLA, by the NCAA, by their parents. I don't care. But I don't want the Chinese government punishing them. They should be sending those kids back. Uh, President Trump should go get them. Uh, We should be making a stink on social media. The fact that UCLA had to leave those kids behind just is, and it's not their fault, but I think this is just I think it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Let's not make it any worse than it is. What they did was wrong. Fine. Send them back. They'll be punished. Right? It's not like they committed a major crime where they've got to be held there. Okay? And we know what goes on in some foreign lands, in some foreign country when you do something like that. I want the boys back in any means, whatever we got to do. And I think it's sick that we all sit here and we don't do enough to get them back. And I know there's a lot of people that maybe don't like LeVar Ball and they're like, oh, I'm glad this is happening or whatever. You've got to put that aside. You got to put that aside because what's going on here is starting to scare me a little bit. I know people are saying, well, they're in a hotel and they're going to be confined to this hotel. Until those boys are back here, I'm always going to be concerned that something may go on. I don't know. You guys know what goes on in foreign countries. We're talking about shoplifting. Do you know what they do? Some countries, they'll chop off your arm. 
I want the boys back, and I want them back now. We understand what they did. We will punish them. Whether it's UCLA or their parents, they will get punished. I don't need China punishing them over there for something as small as shoplifting. So I, I, I just wanted to get, get that off my chest because I know a lot of people don't like LeVar Ball, and that's why uh, you know maybe we don't care about it or they think it's a joke or, you know, oh, they're in some luxury hotel. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't believe, I'm like at a loss of words here. I can't believe that those kids are still there. Have you ever been in a... No, don't, 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 even, don't even kid around. I, don't, I, I want the kids home. I want the kids back, all right? Don't make it, and I don't care what the sunglasses were worth and if it was $1,000 or whatever. They'll be punished here, okay? You understand that? We will take care of it, their parents, UCOA, and we will move on. What? 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 Are you, what's so funny, Ryan? What? What? I, I'm telling you, I'm worried about those kids. I They'll can't believe- be fine. But I think this is good for them. Seriously, this will put the fear of God in them. This is good no, punishment. Believe me, they've got the fear of God in them now. Okay, trust me on that. Whatever they they have the fear of them. All right, enough is enough. They made the team leave. Everybody left. The kids are still there. There's. What are they going to do? Why are they still there? What what more do they want? We could have made retribution. LeVar Ball could have cut a check for all three or whatever the kids took, and we could have been moved on from this, and UCLA and the, and the parents could have punished them. What more do they want? What does leaving them there have to do? How is that going to help anything? You know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. I want the kids home. We should have been making a stink on social media. You want me? Uh, you want to send me a tweet on that if you think I'm completely out of line. Stinking Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one, if you want to go ahead and jump on in. All right, I promised I wanted to get to that tweet from Brian that said, hey, what the hell is your problem with Wisconsin? They're no fraud. There's a reason where they are. Like Herm Edwards once said, you play the win the games, so you're penalizing a team for winning, which is what they're supposed to do. No, Brian, let me answer that. I'm penalizing them for not having the guts for scheduling a good out-of-conference because you knew in conference you were going to have an easy road to this. Utah State, Florida Atlantic, BYU, and look, maybe I'll give you a little bit of credit for BYU, but they were a horrible team this year. Uh, you've, you've played nobody, especially in conference, and you still struggled against Purdue. You still struggled against Illinois, and those teams are no great shakes. There's only one team left in your way before you play in the conference championship, and that's Michigan. And I want to see if Michigan's going to step up and get the upset there. We'll see if Michigan can go ahead, win on the road in Wisconsin. I'm not so sure they can do it. But Wisconsin's had the perfect road, the perfect storm, the best in-conference schedule I've ever seen in my life. They didn't have to play Ohio State. How great is that? You don't have to play Ohio State. I mean, it's like the scheduling gods have come down on you, right? And uh, you didn't have to play Penn State. So there you go. You want to talk about living life large, all right? So you, you, you got away with that baloney. Wisconsin's going to win the West. They'll have to face Ohio State. Ohio State's going to trounce Wisconsin. 
They're going to beat you like you guys haven't been beaten in a long time. They're going to show you why you don't deserve to be in the top four. So there you go on that. That's a game I'm going to be looking forward to. That one I'm going to be waiting for front row seat to see that one and see Wisconsin go down there. So there you go. Now what's wrong with that? Now what's what my problem is, is because you've scheduled nobody. Uh, Francis said, Arnie, our stinking genius, you're 100% correct. They are kids. Hashtag get them home. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you very much. And um, Matt says, hey, great take, Arnie. 100% agree about the kids in China. You know, I'm going to go ahead. Let me put a little heart on that one. Let me hit the uh, retweet on that one. Because, like I said, I, I worry about those kids being over there. We will deal with them, meaning UCLA and their parents. I don't need another country penalizing or punishing kids uh, for shoplifting, for crying out loud. Uh, John says, no, Arnie. They are not kids. They are adults. Stop calling them boys. Thousands died in the military their age for this country. They broke their law. Uh, there in China has the right to punish them. They are not kids. All right, John, I'm going to go ahead and retweet on that. We'll see how many people agree with you. Um, don't, and look, I use the term kids because they're 18 years old, okay? And I understand, especially this weekend uh, being Veterans Day and all that, but we're talking shoplifting, okay? Don't, don't make it any worse than it's got to be. We're not talking about a major crime. Uh, shoplifting here. Uh, we just take we take whatever's in your hand and we say, get the hell out of here, okay? So, like I said, don't make a mountain out of a molehill for crying out loud. Uh, another one says, UCLA players will be made an example of. They're a bunch of idiots to do what they did. Again, I'm not defending them. They will be punished. We just don't have to go ahead and punish them over there. That is my whole point. So, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, uh, G-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Finishing off of what happened to college football today, uh, and not enough talk being talked about Georgia, the way they got trounced by Alabama. At one point, it was 40 to 10, 30-point lead. They get the, oh, by the way, touchdown, 40-17 Auburn all over Georgia, which is why I dropped Georgia in my top 12 all the way down to number eight. I was debating whether I should have him ahead of USC or not. Eventually, I put USC at number seven and Georgia at number eight. Uh, but I did put him ahead of Ohio State, who I had number nine. I very much wanted to jump up Ohio State after what they did today uh, to Michigan State. They really bounced them. Oklahoma, good victory today, 38-20, and they scored no points in the second half, which is unbelievable. I actually have Oklahoma at number two, second-best team in the, uh, in the country. Uh, and based what they did today, and they looked, this was the last chance for TCU to make a point, and they just fell flat on their face. It was, uh, what was it, 38-14 uh, uh, at the half? TCU was never really in this game. That's why I dropped them all the way down to number 11. You know, Clemson was, I'm not going to say lucky to win. I was about to say that. I want to hold back on that. Uh, it was 17-14 at one point. So the game was actually closer than the 31-14 uh, score indicates. That was the one I was hoping for the upset. I was hoping Florida State, when they were down by three and they had the ball, but they turned it over. Uh, had they gotten there, things would have been real interesting to see how Clemson would have uh, come back. They were playing at home, so to get a scare like that should be embarrassed. But again, survive in advance. You can't drop them for winning. 
you could drop them a little bit if they didn't win good, which is why I have Oklahoma at number two and Clemson at number three. I can't wait for the Wisconsin-Michigan game. Yeah, I know I just said I can't wait for the Wisconsin-Ohio State game. First things first, Michigan's coming in. We'll see if John uh, if Harbaugh's got his team ready uh, and, and prepared for this one. We'll see if they're going to be able to put up enough points in that Wisconsin defense. I mean, geez, it is look, it is fantastic. I'll give you that. Because what you did to Iowa, who put up so many points against Ohio State, I mean, it was unbelievable. But you shut Iowa down at one point. I believe in the third quarter they had picked up a first down. It was their first first down since the first quarter. That's how bad the defense was dominating uh, of Wisconsin. Uh, Their defense was absolutely dominating in the game. Um, I'm getting all kinds of tweets. I'll get to them when we get back. The Vegas runner is going to stop on by. Which way the pros went? Which way the Joes went? What's the most bet game? Which way the lines are moving? All that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. My pick's coming up at 45 past the hour, but first... We go out to Las Vegas, our buddy from TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You could tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Big day in college football today as the sportsbooks absolutely cleaned up. It's, It's November. It's that time of the year where the top four playoff contenders tend to sort themselves out. And no surprise, I mean, no odds maker, no wise guy, no professional better had Georgia as their number one. Not surprisingly, they got the loss. Notre Dame got the loss. Another team that I, I, I would doubt any, again, odds maker or wise guy even had them near their top five. Um, so it's starting to sort itself out. By the time all the dust settles, we'll see if it resembles what the odds makers' power ratings say as far as college football is concerned. And as we go into week 10 tomorrow, Arnie, and NFL, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, most profitable team in the NFC, have a bye week. Yep. And in the AFC, the most profitable team, wait for it, the New York Jets. As Whoa. we go into week 10, yes, the team that was expected to tank this year, granted, they may be in last place in the AFC East, but I always say it, Arnie, more times than not, you know whether Team A or Team B is better, but how many points better as the spread becomes the great equalizer when you're betting sports? All right, let's talk about the games coming up tomorrow. Let's start with the Jets in Tampa. Uh, Jets opened up, a, well, that game was a pickup. Now the Jets are a slight favorite of like one, one and a half. So money coming in on the Jets. I would think that Tampa's the play, the home dog in this one. But what do you think? Yeah, I, you, you really do have to think that. I mean, listen, Jets are playing great. More importantly, it's on the defensive side of the ball, and that's not surprising. You know, Todd Bowles is a great defensive coach, and they're one of only four teams not to allow 100-yard receiver um, yet this season. And you got to remember, Tampa's leading receiver, Mike Evans, is serving that one-game um, suspension. So it's going to be interesting to see, can – Tampa produced any offense. Um, Bottom line, the money's coming in on the Jets from the public, and you saw the line move from the the look-ahead line, obviously, with James Winston's situation. Tampa was slated to be a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. 
The line opened Jets around two and a half. Now it sits around one and a half, so a little sharp money on Tampa, but the public's on the Jets um, from, from at least what the sports books have been saying. I got to assume the pros and the Joes on the side of the Rams. I mean, obviously the Texans with Deshaun Watson look like a completely different team. They can't score to get out of the way. The Rams are the most highest scoring team in the NFL. Opened up at 11, went to 12, 12 and a half. Now some even at 13. Um, I think the Rams are the buy here. Or am I misreading this? I, I, you got to be cautious. I always say this. No team's ever as good as they look in one week or as bad as they look in one week. And Houston just looked absolutely awful last week. I mean, let's let's say they were six-point favorites, and they lost the game outright at home. And yeah. probably the best thing you could do is go on the road after a game like that. And granted, Rams have been playing great. This is only the second time, Arnie, in the last 10-plus years that they've been a double-digit favor. So they're Woo. not really accustomed in this spot. And you got to remember that, sure, they've been money all year, but now the oddsmakers are putting them in a position they haven't been in a long time, and again, that's a double-digit favorite. So everything goes out the window. In the NFL, again, you you could sleep till noon, and and since 2003, you you could do nothing else but wake up and bet double-digit dogs, and you will have turned the profit. Not a big one, but you will have turned the profit betting them in the NFL. So they have been money, and home dogs double-digit have been 60% since you know 2003. So if you could find that, and this week we do have a couple double digit dogs and one of them being the Colts as a home dog yeah. that falls under that trend. I want to, I want to get to Dallas and Atlanta. I mean, you, you talked about the Jets being one of the most profitable teams. I got to assume that Atlanta is reverse and one of the most losing teams against the spread. Uh, now they're a three and a half to four point favorite over the Cowboys, but the Cowboys don't have Ezekiel Elliott. I don't know. Are people rushing to the window to get to this game and thinking the Falcons are back on track or what? Yeah, Atlanta's four and four straight up, but you're absolutely right. Two and six against the spread. They've been Woo. burning money. And it's not surprising. Usually a Super Bowl champion, you're not going to get much value on them the following year, but you couple that with a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, and could, is, is it that surprising, you know, Atlanta struggling? Uh, but with that said, in, in this spot, you may see the line go from three to three and a half in some spots, and that's significant because three is such a key number. But I'll tell you, it's not public money that's moved that line. The public's not going to back Atlanta tomorrow. Rest assured, they're going to take Dallas, even without Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> for, for Zeke not to be in and for this line, again, Three is a key number, but right. for this line not to move that significant shows you that the, there's not much respect on the Atlanta Falcons side, uh, Arnie, from the betting market. I mean, you know, you got the Dallas Cowboys, again, without Zeke Elliott, and the line barely budges. New England's in Denver. Denver, what, lost four of their last five? Is that what it is? Uh, three or four? I think it's four or five. Excuse me. Uh, I think ever since they lost to the Giants, the team has been a, a downward spiral. Here come the Patriots off the bye week, a seven-point favorite in Denver, where they usually have a tough time, but this is not a very good Denver team. What are you thinking about this one? Yeah, you're right. Denver's lost, what, five of the last six games, not just straight up, but also against the Vegas number. Um, granted, the last two games, though, at least they were underdogs. Against Kansas City and Philadelphia, they were touchdown underdogs games they were not supposed to win, and they had played three straight weeks on the road. 
So you got to give them a slight pass for that. Um, and they put up a 50 spot last week. More times than not, excuse me, they gave up a 50 spot. More times than not, a team like that's going to be undervalued. And you're right. New England's coming into Denver. This is now the sixth, seventh straight season. Um, and this is a bigger line than they're used to. The last three years in a row, I mean, it was a three-point line. New England went into Denver as three-point favorites. And two of the last three, Denver won the game outright, even though New England was favored. So they have given them problems. But New England has been winning on the road. Now 11 straight wins and extra time to prepare here. Uh, the only problem is I, the line's just a little high for me, Arnie. Uh, yeah. you know, personally, I looked at a dog, um, especially on primetime game, and I'll tell you this, there's going to be more teasers from early action tied into New England than you could imagine. Uh-huh. The books are going to be, uh, they will have their fingers crossed praying that Denver could somehow win this game outright, because that will eliminate all those teasers for the sportsbooks because New England will be one of the biggest risks for the books, not just with straight bets, but they will have a ton of exposure from teasers and parlays from early action. And if those favorites do well early, especially those double-digit dogs, if they happen to cover those teasers, oh, that New England exposure is going to even greater, and it'll be interesting to see if the books bump this line even higher and try to attract some Denver money just to limit that risk a little bit. All right, last game. Uh, everybody wants to bet against Green Bay until we found out that the Bears were going to be about a four to four and a half to five point favorite. I can't lay that type of line. Can I? Can I lay that type of line with the Bears or what? You know, I can't do it, Arnie. And again, <laughs> you know, here's the thing with Green Bay. We know how Rodgers is, what he is to that team. I mean, listen, they've had they had two weeks to prepare for Detroit, a team that they see twice a year. You know, they had Hundley, who's been sitting there waiting three years and they just to prepare for one team and he couldn't do that you know so I don't have much confidence in Green Bay but again now you have Chicago in a spot they're not used to and that's the favorites position and this line was supposed to be two and a half even knowing that you know Green Bay didn't have a quarterback but after the way they looked on Monday night instead of two and a half which was the look ahead line they opened it at four and a half so they went through the key three went through four and put it up four and a have. They adjusted a couple of points based on how bad Green Bay looked Monday night. Now, if you think it's warranted over a 60-minute football game that you should shade the line two and a half points, then Chicago's an easy bet for you. But personally, I, I come from the school of thought that you're not supposed to adjust that quickly you know, off a 60-minute football game. It looks a little inflated to me. All right, Vegas runner. Before I let you go, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a little pick out here. I do the show. I'm up here at the border of Vermont and New York. I live in Burlington, Vermont. Look for the major upset tomorrow in college basketball when the Vermont Catamounts go into Kentucky and beat Kentucky, who, by the way, they were down by nine in the Utah Valley before rallying and beating them by ten. Uh, Vermont will beat Kentucky straight out. Uh, you don't want the 12 and a half, but take the 12 and a half. I feel pretty good about that one also. I, I, I'm looking at it right now at game 545. Vermont, I could even get you a 13. 
here yeah. in Vegas, Arnie, but you're not going to need it, you say. I like What's that, the money? Is there a money line on that one or what? That's, I'm going to bet it now. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on is there, it. Is, is there a money line on that? I, I'm checking. There, not yet. Tomorrow they'll put one up for sure. You know, they'll have one tomorrow. But obviously from the night before, they don't put up those money lines in, in college basketball. But you'll, you'll have a money line. And, and uh, based on what the number is around 10-point favor, it'll be around a minus 500, 550 money line. So you'll yeah. get over 4-1 to one if you uh, if you want the money line on Vermont, you'll get over four to one. There you go. They're a really good team. They're better than they were last year. You watch, you check it out. Vegas runner, always a pleasure. Have a great day tomorrow. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the games. Take care. That's Vegas runner, everybody. If you want to check him out, go to thebigmoves.com. That's thebigmoves.com. Or you could tweet him at Greek underscore gambler. That is Greek underscore gambler. Uh, so I appreciate, I appreciate him coming on. All right, the Sager, what's going on with my Wildcats? Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Oregon State back in this thing. Ah, come on. Beavers, yes, a couple of touchdowns third yeah. quarter, but late third at Arizona, it's 35-14 Wildcats, and Arizona star quarterback Khalil Tate on 15 carries has 198 yards rushing and two touchdowns. The other late game from the Pac-12 at UCLA, Arizona State has tied it up as they start the fourth quarter, 34-30 Josh Get out Rosen. of here. It was just a 10-point lead. Was... I changed the game. <laughs> Josh Rosen has returned from his concussion tonight. A little rusty at the start, but now 300 yards passing in three quarters for him. And meanwhile, in the Mountain West, we mentioned Boise State was 5-0 and in conference. Given up 35 points in the first half, though, at Colorado State tonight, nearing halftime, 35-17 Rams over Boise State. If Wyoming wins tonight, they'll be 5-1 and one in conference. Third quarter, Wyoming's lead now 21-14 at Air Force. And the late game is going to be very late tonight, Arnie, at Hawaii. They Uh-oh. have a weather delay early second quarter. Lightning oh, in the area. Fresno State tied 7-7 at Hawaii. Again, it's only early second quarter. That's going to go on for a while. In the NBA, by the way, earlier tonight, the Nets lost at Utah. D'Angelo Russell did have another good game for Brooklyn, 26 points, but he limped off late in the game, was examined by the home team's doctor after the game, will be examined again tomorrow when the Nets get back to Brooklyn. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. As for the top three in college football, they all three nearly lost. Number one, Georgia lost at 10th ranked Auburn 40 to 17 the Bulldogs rushing 32 carries just 46 yards today meanwhile Auburn's carry on Johnson by himself had 32 carries 167 yards and also a touchdown reception number two Alabama needed two fourth quarter touchdowns to pull out a victory at number 16 ranked Mississippi State 31 24 that final TD pass for Bama came with under 30 seconds left and number three Notre Dame lost badly at seventh ranked Miami 41 to 8 Miami's still undefeated. This was a 27-0 lead by halftime. Miami's defense with three interceptions. First half, back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, a few games still going on, but those earlier games, I thought thought this was going to be a fantastic college football night. I mean, with the Oklahoma game and TCU, with Miami and Notre Dame, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Even the Alabama-Mississippi State game, I thought, I didn't even know if it was going to be that close. But I said, oh, this is going to be a good one also. Man, we had some blowouts. And what Ohio State did was a blowout. I thought that game had a chance to be a little bit closer. It, uh, it was, it didn't, uh, the hype did not live up to it. Uh, certainly about that. Thought we were going to get a lot more. Now, of course, uh, we had our fair share of top teams lose. But that's because five played six. Uh, the Georgia loss. 
Not surprising that they lost. It was just the way they lost, the way they lost to Auburn and the way Auburn just pounded them. By the way, UCLA just scored uh, extra point pending. They're about to go up 42-35, just as my Arizona Wildcats scored. And uh, their extra point pending about to go up 42-14. Uh, All right, a couple things I want to get to. Uh, if you want to go ahead and tweet about some college football, think of Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one if you want to go ahead and get on in. Got some NFL, though, tomorrow. Really, really pumped up about that. Some good matchups. Finally, Pittsburgh and New England are back. And by the way, speaking about New England, going into Denver, this is a place where they usually have not only troubles, they lose. I mean, those great, you want to talk about those great matchups. Tom Brady, I bet, has a losing record when he goes to Denver. But this is not your dad's Denver team. This is not your Denver team that pulls it off, gets a good win because of their defense, and gets enough points offensively. They have just been abysmal. They Ever since that Giants loss, and I never saw that coming, when, when you lose to the Giants, you've got major problems. And it doesn't get any easier, the fact that the Patriots are coming into town from a bye week also. Um, the Broncos can't move the ball to save their lives. All right, let's just be honest. It's a wasted year. I thought this was going to be the toughest division in all of football. Turns out it wasn't all that tough to begin with anyway. I expect the Patriots to come in and win the game. I don't know if they're going to dominate them. I don't know if they're going to win this by more than seven or 14. But I I, I do know they're going to win. Tom Brady uh, is not going to go into Denver off a bye week against a team with no offense. And by the way, the Patriots' defense, which was their Achilles heel at the beginning of the year, I think through their first three or four games, have completely turned it around. Over their last four games, they were the worst defense in the NFL through their first four games. Now they're middle of the road or better because they've turned it around. So, you know, now that the Patriots have found their defense, uh, now they're the team to beat in the AFC. It's not Pittsburgh. It's the New England Patriots. So, yeah, I think the Patriots are the team there. Though going into Denver always, like I said, used to be their Achilles heel. Uh, I don't think it's going to be their Achilles heel this time around. The Packers and the Bears, I was thinking about this game. How bad have the Packers gone? How bad have they become? I mean, think about that without Aaron Rodgers. They can't even get out of their way. I mean, let's just say it. The season's pretty much over. Now they go into Chicago. They'd usually be about like a three-point favorite in Chicago. No way. Not this time around. And the Bears are actually like a five-point favorite. I can't lay it, but I I, got to be honest with you. It's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable what the Packers have become without them. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go ahead and play on out. I think the Packers season's over. And never underestimate what it's like to have somebody that's an MVP quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, look what the Texans are going through without Deshaun Watson. And he's a rookie, and he's only played. He didn't even play the first couple of games. And look what uh, they're going through. Absolutely crazy out there. All right, if you want to send me a tweet, Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. We'll get to some more NFL. Obviously, wrapping up the day in college football, UCLA just took the lead. Um, and, you know, again, just looking to see which way uh, is going to be the BCS coming out on Tuesday. I've got to think, and I have gave this out earlier, I've still got to think Alabama, obviously, is going to be number one. The question is, did Oklahoma put up a good enough showing to go up to number two, which I put them at number two, and then Clemson at number three, or is Clemson number two? 
and Oklahoma number three. And you're probably saying, what difference does it make a loss will drop you out of that top four? Every spot up makes all the difference in the world. Trust me on that. Number four, I did put Miami. So right now I have Wisconsin on the outside looking in, and it already looks like the winner of the Miami-Clemson game in the ACC championship game is going to get one of those four spots. They should both win out. I don't think any of them have any tough games whatsoever. So I think they'll both win out, which means whoever wins that championship game will get one of those four spots. So the ACC will take one of those spots. It's either going to be Clemson or Miami. Let's put Alabama in. So that's going to be two spots there. Now, can you imagine if Georgia gets back in this thing, wins the rest of the way, then beats Alabama? I mean, are we going to ignore them? Or are we going to put them in? Are we going to have two teams from the SEC in Alabama and Georgia back in this thing? Uh, is Oklahoma going to be in it? And then the winner of the Clemson-Miami game, which, by the way, shows you how bad we have our system. Uh, and I'll get more into that also. But first, I want to go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now from the University of Oklahoma. I had a big day, 23 carries, 151 yards. It's Rodney Anderson. Rodney, congratulations. Great victory today. I appreciate that. What happened in the second half, though? You guys put up 38 points in the first half. Where did the offense go in the second half? Uh, you know, it's we talk about complimentary football here, and, you know, whenever we're uh, in a little lull, the defense uh, has our back, and whenever uh, they're in a lull, we have their back. So, Well, the defense stepped it up, held TCU to just six points in the second half, 20 overall, which is pretty good, but TCU's an offensive juggernaut, so I thought your defense did a great job. Oh, yeah, they did. The defense did an amazing job. Uh, we couldn't have done it without them, for sure. Uh, Baker Mayfield, talk a little bit about him. Uh, look, 333 yards, but he has put up bigger numbers than that. He had the three touchdowns, but it's the way he controlled the game, no interceptions. I mean, what a leader he is. He certainly would get a, a my Heisman vote if I had one. I just love what he's done on the field and what he's done with you guys. Uh, yeah, Baker is, is an amazing teammate, one of the best teammates I've ever, I've ever had the, the pleasure of playing with. And, you know, he's like that 24-7, whether it's in the meeting rooms, in the practice field, or, or any game. He's just an amazing, amazing teammate. Rodney, what, does the coach bring up about the BCS and about this game's importance and where you guys are? Or do you try not to think about being one of the four teams into the college football playoff at this point? Uh, you know, that's that stuff is fun to think about, but we're really just focused on on the next game. You know, it's it's one foot in front of the other. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. When I mean coming into this TCU game, though, yeah, obviously had to be a little bit worried. I mean, they were number six, you guys were number five. You knew this one was going to be a tough one to get. Uh, yeah, definitely, they're they're a great team, but uh, you know we're we're confident in our practices and practices and our coaching. So, um, you know, we could just all we could do is practice hard all week and then go out and show what we've done. Yeah. Well, look, I want to congratulate you. Great victory. I mean, obviously, you're one step closer. Uh, we'll see how you guys do. An impressive victory, and uh, congratulations the rest of the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, th- appreciate that. Rodney Anderson, everybody, from the University of Oklahoma. Obviously, my, my partner on Sunday, Chris's Planks, uh, University of Oklahoma, comes up big in that one. 23 carries, 151 yards. 
two touchdowns. Um, but I, you know, a lot of them were in the first half, especially with Baker Mayfield too, who threw for over 333 yards. But there was no offense in the second half. Mike Myers, my producer back in the studio in Los Angeles, there was. If you bet the over in the second half, you really, That's really a, took your lumps. I expected a lot of scoring. Oh, that was a bad beat. I saw the action on that, and like people were like, "Oh, this is for sure going to hit the over." Oh, and then they I scored think, yeah. six points in the second half. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and look, Rodney Anderson had a good game. I just. You you know, they could add bigger numbers. I think a lot of those numbers were in the first half. You know what I'm saying? They didn't. Uh, the second half, I don't know what happened. I, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be crazy. And they just, like, stopped scoring. You know, it was all downhill after that. We'll see how that plays out. I'm going to get to some more tweets. Uh, people are tweeting me like crazy about the BCS. Um, Arnie, and you know what? People also tweet me about LaAngelo. So I'm going to get into that also. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my picks for the games coming up on Sunday. I got to get to that. I got to get to some news and notes. I want to talk about Alonzo for just a little bit. So I'll get to that also. And my big upset tomorrow, and I've already told you what's going to happen. College basketball is upon us. And Vermont's going to beat Kentucky. I'll tell you why. All that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico or go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Though, I'm going to be rich. Look at this tweet that just came in. Stink of genius. I'll bet you the Longhorns make the NCAA playoffs in 2019. Herman's the real deal. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, whatever you want to bet, I'm in. I'm in. Whatever you, whatever you want to put down, I'm in on that one. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, put, put me in on that one. I, I, I want to get as much money on that as I can. UCLA third and goal. Still about 10 minutes left in this game. A close one, though. UCLA only up by a touchdown. 41-34. Uh, Excuse me. This game was tied at 34. Now it's 41-34. Less than 10 minutes left in the game. And third and goal for the UCLA Bruins from the two-yard line of ASU. So uh, we'll see if they can get it in. Uh, it looks like they're going to have to settle for a field goal attempt. So... That's what's going on in that one. And my Arizona Wildcats, um, really no problem with Oregon State. Not that you care about the game anyway. They're up 42-14, still uh, late in that one also. right, coming up at the top of the hour, one of my favorite shows, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield, Stevie C. I don't even know if they call him Stevie C. I I call him that, though. But anyway, straight out of Vegas, R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield. Uh, We'll take a look at Sunday's NFL matchups from the Vegas perspective. So uh, you're definitely going to want to stick around for that. One of my favorite shows here at uh, Fox Sports Radio. All right. Um, real quick, I, I want to say something about Lonzo. Now that he becomes the youngest guy in the history of the NBA to get a triple-double, I guess beating LeBron James by uh, four games. I'm starting to realize, look, he's going to be a good player, but he's never going to be that great, awesome shooter. I don't care how long he works at it. We knew this was going to be a problem. I know he shot well in college. But that college three-point line is so much closer than you could imagine for, compared to that NBA line. He's just never going to be that great shooter with that shooting style. That, that's just the way it's going to be. Great passer, great court awareness, great uh, dribble drive, explosive to the basket, uh, great leader, but uh, he's never going to be that great shooter. Uh, that you see in the NBA. It's just, it's just never going to happen for him. Give me a little music. Let me get to my picks in the NFL. Big weekend this uh, this Sunday in the NFL. So, Ray to Ryan, let's get at it. Uh, let's start 
I'm going to take the Jets. I'm going to lay the one and a half on the road against Tampa. As Vegas Runner told you, the Jets have been one of the most profitable teams in the NFL. I've got no confidence in Tampa, even though they're playing at home. I usually don't like the lay lines uh, with the Jets on the road, but I'm going to do it this time. Give me the Jets minus the one and a half. I love Buffalo plus three points at home against the Saints. Look, I know the Saints have won, was it, five in a row? But let's be honest. Buffalo, I know they're coming off the, uh, that game Thursday against the Jets a couple of Thursdays ago, but when they play at home, they're a different team. And I'm telling you, the Bills at home and getting three points is like the steal of the century. I don't care how good the Saints are playing. Give me Buffalo plus the three. I love the Rams minus the 12 against the Texans who can't get out of their way offensively now that Deshaun Watson's gone. I mean, really. You're talking about a rookie quarterback that didn't even start the beginning of the season, and they miss him this much tremendously. It's unbelievable. Give me the Atlanta Falcons minus the three and a half against the Cowboys. First of all, Atlanta can't lose this game. It's like a must win already. Dallas without Ezekiel Elliott going on the road with a team that's got their back to the wall. Well, all that spells trouble. I got to take Atlanta minus the three and a half in this one. You know, I said the Patriots are going to win, but I wasn't sure if they were going to win by enough. I can't lay the seven and a half on the road at Denver, no matter how bad that Denver offense is. I've got to assume they'll step up once and at least cover the spread. Give me the seven and a half with Denver. And I'm going to take my Miami Dolphins. I'm going to stick with them. Plus nine points with Carolina? Nah, you got to be kidding me. Carolina not beating anybody by nine points. I'll take the Dolphins. There you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But please remember they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Oregon State scored again. It's 42-21. My Wildcats with a 21-point lead. Thanks to Raider Ryan, uh, who produced the show today. I thought it was a good show. Don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself like that. Thanks to Eminem, uh, my producer out there, to Sager, with all the updates. As I told you, coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas, R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield will take a look at these Sunday games with a Vegas perspective. So you're certainly going to want to tune into that as they break it all down, also recap today's college games. So all that's coming up next with the guys. Stick around for that. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.